all the feeders down except for number seven and the monitor volumes down.
reach in and, and reach up and, and, and receive from him. And the church, you know, and that, that, that's the, that's the uh, I guess, a, a sad place to be in the, in, in the thinking of a lot of people where we're letting our carnal mind, we're letting our carnal mind interpret the things of God. And we should let the Spirit of God that we have in us interpret the things of God. And if we do, we will see really what is at our fingertips. And there's so much that, you know, like Paul said, there's so much that, that we, amen, can come to know and the knowledge we can come to understand. But yet, you know what? The reason why we can't is because we're trying to think this thing through within our carnal mind. Our, 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 human, our human reasoning. And it's not done that way. God has given us the Holy Ghost so that we can access. We can access these things. The spiritual things. The deep things of God. Hallelujah. And that is precisely the direction that the Spirit will lead us if we obey and if we obey His will. And we open up our hearts, our, our everything about us, our whole being to Him. We're, we're going to we're going to be uh, we're going to be uh, blessed with with all that spiritual knowledge and spiritual understanding, Amen. insight, revelation. Yeah. Hallelujah. There's just there's just no end to it. There's no end to it. So when we get a little weary, when we get a little tired, when we get a little heavy laden, just remember there's a vast spiritual resource that you and I can tap into. And, and with joy, we can draw waters out of the well of salvation. With joy, we can draw waters out of the well of salvation. Hallelujah. That's what I, that's what I really am amazed at, with, you know, what we, what we have, and what we can know, what we can know, Hallelujah. praise the Lord, let me fix this, this bothers me, OCD kicking in, hallelujah, not standing right, Praise the Lord. It's not it's not standing right. Well open your Bibles up to the New Testament. The book of First uh, Thessalonians chapter five. And uh, we'll start there. Start there. Mm -hmm. In the in the book of First Thessalonians, chapter five. If you can get to chapter five.
are the are the monitor bot is it turned down the monitor volume those two knobs are they turned completely down What, what I want to present to you tonight, what I want to speak to you about, and, and this is known if you ever, when you study God's Word, and, and of course, uh, the New Testament uh, was made available to us, and, and we're able to, to uh, read about, you know, a lot of the, the teaching that uh, the apostles that the apostles uh, shared with the early church and through the epistles. Of course, we know what the epistles are, they're letters written to the churches. But <clears throat> they were more than just letters of, of instruction and <coughs> indoctrination, but letters of admonition. And, and of course, addressing certain issues, certain things going on in the churches at that particular time. If you if you keep in, in your mind in that in that in that uh, in your mind in, in that area of when you read a certain epistle or letter to the churches and you see what you know the apostle Paul or Peter or John or James was addressing, it kind of gives you an idea of the things that were there and that what the churches were dealing with. That's the amazing thing. And and here. Here we are, 2019, almost 2,000, two, two millennia, two millennia from the first century, from the early church, and guess what? We're we're dealing with the same, we're dealing with the same problems, with the same issues. That's amazing, isn't it? But so we can we can take. Uh, we can take uh, instruction from it. We can take uh, correction from it. We can be reproved by by you know the things that are happening here, uh, not just as a whole, but individually. And and God can speak to us. God can speak to to us individually, and God can speak to us as a whole, as His people, as His body. That's the amazing thing, isn't it? And we could all come to a place where we can, you know, we, we can learn this together. And we can research this together. And we can not just learn and research, but we can, we can take the advice that is given us. We can take the advice that's given us. I counseled a man years ago. And at that time, in his life, things weren't going well. And I uh, was led to that point where I had to go and I had to go sit and, and speak with him and, of course, share what the Lord laid on my heart concerning him and situation. Every, every time a man of God, every time a minister does so, Whenever we come to an individual, whenever we try to, you know, admonish or encourage a person, we do it with a, we do it with a, with a, a desire to see that person overcome and, and 
obtain victory. Whatever, and I believe it's God's will that all of us overcome and maintain victory in Jesus Christ. Here's, here's the thing about being a child of God is that I don't think the Lord ever called us to be losers. He never called us to be quitters. He never called us to be failures. He called us to be victorious. He called us to be overcomers. Huh? He called us to be saved and not lost. But in all the the, the events and all the the issues of life that we experience, it just seems like you know we come to a place where it's difficult for us to to be able to grab hold and to grasp. And and here's here's the thing now, and it's coming right down to it: is we can't do it, we can't maintain, we can't live for God if we try to do it on our own. Come on now. And with our own understanding, Amen. with our own reasoning, we can't do it. That's right. That's the truth. We, we have to put our faith in God. <coughs> we have to put our faith in his word. Amen. We have to trust him with our soul and believe that God will do a work in us. And here's the thing, he will. But it's up to you. It's up to you to believe and it's up to you to obey regardless of what is happening in your life. Amen. Regardless of what is happening. You could be facing, you know, overwhelming odds. You could be facing temptation. You could be going through trial. You could be in the middle of persecution, tribulation. You could be afflicted, you can be sick, you can even be facing death. But in all this, all these issues of life, all these things that we are confronted with, I believe this wholeheartedly, that if we keep our eyes on Him, yes. he, he will see us through. Yes. And as Paul says, he will deliver us. Amen. That's just that's just a simple truth of it all. But in here, in this in in, in uh, Ephesians chapter five, we're talking about, and a lot of uh, theologians, a lot of people that have. I mean, uh, First Thessalonians chapter five. Excuse me, I just looked down and seen the the word Ephesians. So praise God. It, what, what theologians call, and this is what they always refer to, it's kind of funny because even though they're not apostolic, they always refer to it as the apostolic prayer. <laughs> How is that? They obviously they knew there was an apostolic church. But I'm going to tell, tell everybody something. There still is an apostolic. So, so we see that. And, and in verse number 12, it says, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. 
and be at peace among yourselves. You can't go wrong when you honor, when you honor the men of God. That's right. I'm not saying this to lift myself up or any of these other ministers up in here. I'm not saying that. Because we're human too. But as long as we do what the Lord has called us to do, and as Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, we'll all be fine. And everything will work. Everything will, everything will flourish as long as we obey God's will. And, amen, the the authority that he has put in the body, his delegated authority. And if we do that, and, and it's all a process of, of you and I humbling ourselves to one another. And as Paul said, submitting ourselves to one another. That's what we have to do. You know what, to me, when, <clears throat> when he talks about that, he talks about, here's the part that sometimes is difficult for human nature to do, and that's, that is this, interaction. For us to be able to develop a relationship, not just with him, but with one another. Sometimes human nature is difficult for them because a lot of us aren't extroverts. Some of us are introverts. Huh? What I mean by that, some of us are kind of like, we back up and we're not, we're not the kind of people that want to, want to associate with a crowd or numbers. But you know what? We're not just any crowd, and we're not the, just of any number. We're the body of Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and I believe that the Spirit of God will draw us in that place where we can have that fellowship and that unity in His body. Okay? In His body. And, and it has to be of His will. And the working of his spirit. Amen. And as long as his spirit is moving in us, his spirit will draw us to that point of fellowship and communion with him and with one another. Amen. So that's why it's it's good for us to honor. It's good for us to honor not just the ministry, but good for us to honor one another. Yes. Hallelujah. We should have that kind of relationship. Despite what goes on. Amen. Despite the dynamics. Huh? Yes. Despite the, the disputes. Amen. Uh, the disagreements. <laughs> the arguments. Huh? Amen. The hurt feelings. Everybody gets their feelings hurt. Come on now. But I thank God that he said, love covers a multitude Ooh, of sin. Hallelujah. Yeah. So if we abound in him, if we abound in the spirit, the love of God will be shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Ghost that is given to us. That's what Paul said. Ooh. Hallelujah. I'm saying that because the devil wants to destroy our fellowship. That's right. The devil wants to destroy our, amen, our relationship. Not just with God, but with, if he can't destroy your relationship with God, Ooh, you know what he's going to do? He's going to destroy your relationship with your brother and sister. Yes. Huh? Yeah. If he can't accomplish that, he's going to try to cause some kind of disruption in the body. Yes. Because you know what? The body needs to work in harmony. Yeah. The body needs to be one. Hallelujah. 
How I got to this, I don't know, but I'm just telling you. It's Amen. important for us to, to know that, to understand that. Fellowship is important to the church. I get I get a uh, kind of uh, you know upset when when people want to point the finger at the church. And, and I'll tell you this: I know we're all still human beings. I'm not using that for an excuse. <coughs> we do make mistakes sometimes. We do falter sometimes. We do stumble sometimes. But don't let it take you out of the body. Come on now. Don't let it take you away from the presence of God. Amen. And don't put the blame on your brother or your sister. Come on now. Huh? God, God, amen, provided a way that these things can be dealt with in the body. <clears throat> but a lot of times we never, we never, amen, handle it according to his word Amen. and his will. And that's why it's important for us to maintain what God is doing for us. But but I get upset when people try to put the blame on the church. You know why? It, 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 and, and it's his church. It's his body. Yes. Huh? has complete authority over all of us yes, if we're in his body. Amen. If we're part of his body. And because of that, guess what? Whenever the body is afflicted, whenever the body is injured, whenever the body suffers any kind of trauma, anything that comes and tries to uh, amen, to, to, to bring hurt to the body, the body has a healing process. Huh? The body has a natural healing process. And of course, the body has a healing process that can be handled even by <coughs> the members of the body. So whatever happens, guess what? God made a way that whatever happens, the problem can always be resolved. Ooh, you probably didn't come to Bible study to hear this tonight. Preach it, Pastor. But the reason why I'm saying this is because I'm I'm interested and I'm striving for a church, a body that wants to grow. Amen. That wants to prosper in the things of God that wants to come to a place of spiritual maturity, and we can. Amen. But we have to remember that we have to always be aware, always look and see that certain things may happen, certain things may exist, but guess what? God made a way that we can handle it. Amen. I don't think anybody in their right mind, when I say the right mind, I'm not talking about your carnal mind. Amen. I'm talking about the mind of the spirit. Amen. Would want to backslide and leave church. Amen. It's true. But the devil likes to talk us out of it. 
out of God's will. And that's how we know, you know, and that's what we got to be careful of and for. If you're in your right mind, if you're in the, in the mind of the Spirit, guess what? Your, your priority, your desire, your longing, your drive, your, your, your energy should all be directed to you. No matter what's going on in my life right now, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to live for God. Well, anyway, let's get on with some more. He says, uh, in verse number 14, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble-minded. Now, remember, we're talking about the apostolic prayer. We exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Now, let me back up a little bit. It says warn them. It doesn't say judge them. Warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble-minded. Comfort them. Not discourage them. Support the weak. Be patient toward all men. We have to be patient with one another and with all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man. Let me tell you something. There should be no retaliation or revenge. Or we shouldn't be vindictive people. We shouldn't render evil for evil. But ever follow that which is good. Follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. I, I kind of think that right there is something we don't think about. Mm-hmm. You know what that means? That means to be in an attitude of prayer at all times. Yeah. You, you can talk to God in an instant if you really want to. Uh, hey, let me share something with you. Now, I'm an elder. I guess I have right to, to make a claim to be an elder. I've been in this thing for almost 40 years. And, and you know, let me tell you something. I, I believe prayer is the backbone of the church. Prayer is the backbone of the church. If we don't pray, now I'm not talking about just here every Tuesday evening. I'm talking about at home. Huh? I'm talking about at home. If you don't pray at home, here's the thing. You know how we come and we congregate and we pray at church? You know the energy... And you know the, the fervency that you pray with when you're here? You need to pray the same way at home. Huh? Pray the same way at home. Pray without ceasing. Now, now here's something I, I want to share with you. And I, and I hope none of you get offended at this. Because uh, I hear a lot of people, and I know the Bible says to build up our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And I know the Bible says that we don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit does. Amen. There's times that we pray, and and you know I, I hear everybody speaking in tongues. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 
saying that we don't need tongues, but let me tell you something. Sometimes I never hear anybody supplicate. You know what I'm talking about, Brother Dan? I never hear anybody bring petitions. That's just as important to praying That's in right. the Holy Ghost. Yes. When you can learn how to supplicate. You know what I mean by yes. supplicate? That means talking to God. Yes. Not just in tongues, but your own language. Talking to God. Yes. To bring your supplications. And your petitions. I hear a lot of speaking in tongues. I never hear anybody supplicate. You know what? To me, that is an intimate part of prayer too. When you can just talk to God. Just have a face-to-face -face talk with him. Just give him your heart. Now, I'm concerned about several things. If we really pray like we should, if we really pray sincerely and we, we get a hold of God in our praying, whatever you go through, I believe this, your prayer is going to keep you. Amen. So what I'm saying is you ought to have depth in your praying. You ought to have Amen. Some some uh, uh, root in your praying. So when you when you pray like you should, and you're going through something out there in the world, guess what? You're not going to be swayed. Amen. To walk away from God. You know why? Because your praying is going to keep you. Yeah. Huh? Amen. Even to the point where if you're out there and you're facing something and you just begin to talk to God. You just begin to, to relate to Him. Yes. Guess what? God will hear you. That's right. Amen. 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 So when we pray like we ought to pray, guess what? Your prayer is going to sustain you. Pray without ceasing. In other words, always be in that attitude, in that spirit of prayer. Always have that connection with Him. Always be led and filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. So He says, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. Be thankful. In every situation you experience. Amen. Some days may not be as good as other days. But guess what? I'm thankful. You know, uh, we're not, just because I'm an elder, I'm not exempt from temptation. None of us are. We're all tempted. We're all tried. Yes. Difference is, when the devil tries to work on me, you know what? I just begin to pray and ask God. Lord, you know, and I know this. When you pray... And you pray like you should. And you feel the Holy Ghost rise up. 
Well, the Holy Ghost is going to give you the strength to rise up and to overcome whatever it is that the devil is throwing at you. Amen. And you know what? You know, I, I think about that and I think, wow. The power we have when we just yield to him and we, we humble ourselves to him. And I think to myself, the devil's still stupid enough to try to take me. <laughs> some of you can, if you really want it to be, some of you could be devil chasers. Amen. Yeah? It's like, uh, I'm trying to remember, is it Brother Atkins? Brother Atkins said, You better have a reputation in hell. We better have a reputation in hell. The devil should know our voices. He said, When you wake up every morning, the devils know when you're awake, they're going to say, Uh oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? You hearing me, Junior? Junior wakes up, the devil knows. That apostolic, that apostolic preacher is walking around again. They're gonna, they're gonna sound off the warning sirens in hell. Huh? It sounds, it's humorous, but it's, that's true. They, they should, they should, you know what the Bible says? The devils believe that there's one God and they tremble. That's right. Ooh, come on now. And if I could not change the word of God, but just say, the devil believes that you're a son of God or a daughter of God and they will tremble. Amen. Why? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So anyway, in everything give give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Quench not the spirit. Woo! Think about that. I don't I don't want to I don't want to put a you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't want the spirit to to die out here. I don't want to quench the spirit. But we're feeling what we experience here in this place. Let me tell you something. I want that just to keep going. Amen. I want it to keep moving. Keep stirring us. Keep shaking us. Hallelujah. Quench not the spirit. Let's not quench the spirit. Let's keep this the spirit moving in us and in Amen in our lives and even in this place. Let's keep the spirit moving. Praise God. Then he says, despise not prophesying. Despise it not. Woo. That's what we have to do. Prove all things. Prove all things. 
Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. Huh? Spirit, I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Do you see that? Yes, brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord Jesus. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. So that is what we call the apostolic prayer. And when we think about it, and we think about what was uh, given to us, and what how Paul admonished the people of God concerning this prayerful admonition, and and one thing one thing is important is that, is that we need to continue to let. The word of God be ministered in this place. Amen. We need to continue to support the word of God. Yes. Amen. And and preach and continue to preach the gospel. Go with me to nine. First uh, uh, Corinthians nine. Excuse me. First Corinthians nine. Thinking that everybody can read my mind. I guess they can't. You're not at that level yet. <laughs> First Corinthians 9. <clears throat> and <clears throat> verse number 11 says, We have sown unto you spiritual things. It is a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things. Is it a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things? If others be partakers of this power over you, are not ye, we rather? Nevertheless, nevertheless, we have not used this power, but suffer all things, lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ. Do you now, do you not know that they which minister about the holy things live of the holy things of the temple? Does everybody see that? Amen. That's just not talking about the ministry. That's talking about you. And they which wait at the altar are partakers with the altar. Even so hath the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. So if we preach it, obviously we should live it. I was just speaking about that Sunday morning about ingesting God's word. Yeah. Letting that become a part of us. If we really ingest God's word, it's going to be, become a part of us. Then guess what? We'll be able to live the gospel. Hallelujah. Did you realize that saying and doing are two different things? Yes. Huh? 
And the only way that people can see that we're sincere as far as our, our testimony and our ability to witness and preach the gospel is if it's not just what we say. Huh? It's not what we say, it's the life that we live. And here's the thing. God wants you to live the gospel, not just here, when you're here, together with God's people. This isn't the only time we, we put on the facade. This isn't the only time we get dressed for church. Come on. Huh? Amen. Because if we believe, if we accept everything about the gospel here, right now, in this place, guess what? It should be accepted in our home. We ought to live it in our home. It ought to be a part of us. It ought to be in us, in our home. Guess what? God expects you to preach the gospel to your children at home. Because God expects them to live the gospel at home as well. Are you listening to me? Talk about the things of the Lord. That's what the scripture says in Deuteronomy chapter 6. When you go on there, he said to talk about the things of the Lord. Speak to them about the word of God. Write them as, and, and put them as frontlets of your eyes. And on your doorpost. Huh? And your wall. Every every area of your of your home. Guess what? It ought to be the gospel. It ought to be the word of God. Hallelujah. I agree with a, a lot of the preaching I heard this past couple weeks ago in Oklahoma. I agree with this. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I believe that the reason why a lot of apostolic young people aren't are struggling with the world is because guess what? They're not living it at home. Amen. Who? Amen. When I was a when I was a, a when I was young, I got to I was a, a grandma and a grandpa's boy, so I got to go live with my grandma and grandpa for a little while. I was about four years old when I took off to go live with my grandma, my grandpa. My grandma wasn't saved then. Her and grandpa really loved God. You know how I knew they loved God? Because every morning they would wake up, they would pray. And they would pray every evening. Every morning when they'd wake up, they would not just pray, they would read the scripture. Grandpa couldn't read too good because of his eyesight, so grandma was the one that had that responsibility of reading the scripture. Grandma would read the scripture when they got done reading the scripture, then we would all pray together. We would pray, I was four years old, and grandma and grandpa instilled that in my life. Every day, I could tell you that time I spent with them, Every day, I witnessed that in their life. Every day. Every day praying. Every day talking to God. Every day reading the scripture. Every day. How many of you can say that you practice that every day? 
you can actually say that that exists in your home every day. Huh? Every day. Every morning. Every evening. I understand some of you work. That's, that's good. I'm not speaking against that. But I understand some of you work. But if you make time, and if you give God time in your life, every day, every morning, every evening, if you make time and pray and read His Word, Amen. share it with your family. Amen. Share it with your family. Amen. That's our responsibility. That's our obligation Amen. to read the Word. And then you're going to find out something. Once you do that, guess what? Your children are going to get a hold of it. Amen. That's going to change. That's going to change everything as far as their thinking and their behavior, their life. Woo. But here's the sad thing. We don't, we don't practice that. You know, there's nothing wrong with enforcing that. Hey, I was a kid one time. Man. Yes, that's hard for you to believe. <laughs> I was a kid one time. I know, you know, when you're, when you're a little child, guess what? Your mind's not there. Your mind's not there to do those things. So that's why we have parents and grandparents that take that responsibility to, to the Bible says, train up a child in the way it shall go. And when it's old, it will not depart. That's why, that's our responsibility. There's a reason why God allowed you to have children. That's to raise them. And so, you, you do that, you do that, and you raise your children up, and, and you, you practice that. They're not going to do it on their own, so guess what? Even if sometimes if you yeah. have to get them to do it. <clears throat> because if we did, we would find out we will not be having a lot of the difficulties we have with our children Amen. that we have right now. Amen. Huh? Amen. But instead, you know what we do? We're living in the age where technology is Ooh. the very thing. Or they say. <coughs> and we put our children in front of flat screens and iPads and iPhones and we let those things be what that's that's where they learn. That's where they're influenced. And then we wonder why. How come we're having a problem? Amen. Huh? Amen. Why, why does he have an attitude? Why does she have an attitude? Why is that? Amen. Huh? We're scratching our heads. I can't figure this thing out. It's right there. The answer is right there in front of you. Back in my day, preachers used to call a television one-eyed devil. <laughs> uh, uh, we were just like everybody in here. Guess what? We grew up television in our homes. We didn't think any of it. Why? Because we were of the world. Huh? And the world loves its own. We were that way, but guess what? When the gospel came, guess what? Things began to change. And, and you know they preach about the one-eyed devil. 
you know what? After a while, I begin to realize, hey, there's something about that. Huh? It's really quiet in here. Man. And, and, I, and I think about that. How are we going to defeat Satan? And how? And guess what? It should not exist. Right. And we wonder why and we scratch our heads. Why is he like that? And why is she like that? Well, guess what? <laughs> so I would tell my kids, this is this is how I reason with my kids here. If you can spend as much time as you would spend on that little computer in prayer and in reading your Bible, I would say, go ahead. Because huh? how, how much time do you spend on a, on a computer? How much time do you spend on, on your iPhone, on your iPad? How much time do you spend linked up with technology? Amen. Uh, you know what? People go on the whole day without taking their eyes off of it. They go on the whole day. And if you could spend that much time talking to God and reading your Bible, I would say, okay. Amen. But you can't. Amen. The only thing I use this for is just to communicate. Amen. That's right. Yeah. And I apologize because some of you have sent text to me. Like the other day, again, I'm, I'm, I have to admit something. I'm getting old. And uh, sometimes I, I was on a search for my phone again the other day. <laughs> Looking around for it. And I realized where I I just had to do do a little backtrack and, I, and then I remembered, oh, I know where I left it. Sure enough, there it was. So forgive me because when you text me and I don't answer, and I know people go, what's wrong with Pastor? <laughs> he sure don't answer his text. Or he don't answer his calls. Well, a lot of times I don't even have my phone on yet. Forgive me for that. I came from the day when the phone used to hang on the wall or sit on the desk or something. That's the day I came from. Huh? I'm not. I'm not used to carting it around with me. So, so please forgive me. I'm living in yesterday. <laughs> I'll I'll get back to you eventually. Hopefully within the week. But why why am I saying all this? Is because I feel the burden. Here's the thing. I know, I know we all can do better. And I know we all can prosper in the things of God. But you know what? That is left up to you and I. That is left up to us. What are we going to do? If we preach the gospel, let's live the gospel. Let's live it. I'll say this to all you young people. It will not be difficult for you to witness to somebody about the Lord if you actually live the gospel. Amen. Yeah, that's right, right. To some of you young, aspiring future preachers, mm -hmm. 
it wouldn't be difficult for you to preach the gospel if you would live the gospel. Amen. You would have that assurance. And because of your experience and knowledge, you would, it wouldn't be hard for you to preach the gospel. Amen. You, would know, you would know what it's all about because guess what? You're living it. How can you talk to somebody about something you don't know or you've never experienced? You can't. So if we make it a part of us, I haven't even been able to get to Thursday. So we see that. Uh, we'll get. We'll read another scripture, Galatians six. Let's go to Galatians six. Galatians 6, verse 6, excuse me, <coughs> let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Now, I'll tell you what this is really talking about. You look at that and, and, and you, and I don't know if any of you ever really did a a word search or a word study on this, but when he's talking about this now, I'm not using it in this sense, but I'll explain it to you. He says, let him that, uh, let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Basically, that word communicate means this. The one who's teaching you is the one that you support financially. That's what it means. So basically, the one that's teaching you that's the one you pay your tithe to. Okay? But I'm not using that in that sense tonight. What I'm saying this is this. Communication. You know why? You know why people struggle and falter when they're in a place of, you know, their, their vulnerability? You know why it is so many seem to stumble and stagger? and You, you know what I'm talking about. You know what? You know what happens to us? We fail. We fail to communicate. We fail. We fail to have that connection with one another. We fail. You know what happens? Now, I'm speaking from the standpoint of being a counselor or, you know, somebody that has studied psychology. You know what happens when you don't have no communication? You know what they term that as? Anybody? You're dysfunctional. In other words, communication, there's no communication. You, you can't function if there's no communication. Huh? Everybody get me? So here's, here's something that I, I believe now, and I know this is not what the scripture verse teaches, literally, but I'm using this as an example. We need to learn how to communicate with one another. Amen. Talk. Share your concern. Learn how just to be concerned and interested. Amen. That's what we need to do. We need to learn how to 
of all of all of all entities, of all organizations that are in this world, of all the religious entities and organizations and bodies. Guess what? We, we of all of them, should know and, and know what it's like to maintain our fellowship and communion with one another. Why? Because we have his spirit in us. And if we learn how to humble ourselves to his spirit, that's why the Bible says, submit yourselves one to another in brotherly love. Don't let, don't let there be a communication barrier. Huh? what we ought to be. That's what we need to be all about is that it's important for us. It's important for us. This is the house that love built. This is the house that God built. And we need to understand that. So praise God. I'll stop there tonight. I'm going way past my time. But we will continue this Lord willing next week. We will be having rehearsal tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. We're going to get started right at 7, so if you're late, you're late. You're late for an important day. Um, and I don't know if there's going to be any uh, youth group Friday evening, but Lord willing, uh, as far as I know, I haven't heard anything different, but uh, Lord willing, Brother Craig will be passing through here Sunday, and he'll be ministering to us Sunday evening, so be advised of that. But we will have our regular Sunday school in the morning, and uh, we will, as soon as we're done here, we're going to go outside and baptize two more people in Jesus' name. So thank you very much for you all coming to us. Do not stop.